Hey guys, I'm Marianne. And I'm Nina. Welcome to the Pink Champagne Combos podcast. We're so happy you're here. We're two girls who are neighbors and became best friends. We recently moved across the country to Texas and Tennessee. Join us for chill conversations about life, friendships, relationships, and more. So let's fill the champagne and get this party started. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are diving into a really good topic. We are going to talk about trendy love misconceptions. And to to kind of, before we dive into this, share that we know not everyone feels this way. This is definitely our opinion and what we're seeing as Christian women in our 20s. But this is just what we're seeing in the dating scene and marriage, how people perceive love. Um, So we know that not everyone feels the same way, but this is something that we want to at least bring some awareness to. Yeah. And I think everybody has a different story. Like I, I personally didn't feel this way or think this when I was dating. Um, But I think with like social media and um, reality TV or, you know, just trendy, like shows, I guess, for lack of better words, like I definitely see that this is like the message that like we're seeing more and more. And so um, I don't know. I think there's like a lot of trendy, like love misconceptions, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I think to kind of go back, I think what, how it all started was just us watching Disney movies and the (laughs) fantasy of love and, you know, a damsel in distress, the prince comes and saves the princess. And yeah, from a young age that shaped what we saw how love is and how we perceived love. Um, and I think that was a common misconception. I love Disney, but Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not really how love is in real life. Yeah. And then I think that's like one extreme. And then I think also in our lifetime, we've swung to the other extreme where women want independence. They don't want to be with the man. Like it went from wanting to be a damsel in distress to be rescued to, I don't need a man. I'm going to do what I want when I want. And it's like we literally swung from right to left and, you know, vice versa. And I think at least for me, what's worked is a a balance of both. Um, It's definitely not either or, but I I can definitely see how in our lifetime we've swung from like one end to the other. Almost feels like recently that's kind of the theme of I don't need no man I'm independent on my own Mm. and really there needs to be a good middle like yes of course you want to be independent but you also want to be pursued as well yeah yeah absolutely I mean I more power to women on a side note who propose to men Um, I couldn't do it (laughs) I I couldn't do it Mm -mm. I would be so scared. And part part of me, I mean, maybe this is just the way I was raised and what my own expectations of love is. Like, I definitely like to be pursued. And so that almost takes away, like, the the excitement or, like, the magic, I guess, in being pursued in, like, a relationship, at least in, like, my perspective. And so I, I think it takes a lot of guts and a lot of courage, but I could never do it. Yeah, no, completely. I mean, and there is something about having that pursuit and having that man get down on one knee that I still love. I don't know. Maybe I just love the old school vibe of it. And then I, and then even like in watching reality TV shows, like on that note, like 
I think even like in watching like The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, a lot of people I've, I've seen or heard actually the the trend where it's like they say, oh, my parents had a great marriage mm-hmm. and now that's what I want. I want to replicate mm-hmm. that. I want to replicate like the best friend and, you know, this perfect idea of what like a marriage is. And I mean, I, I didn't have perfect parents growing up. Um it was actually like quite the opposite. So I, I like learned what I didn't want in a marriage. Um, and then as I got older, um, like other people came into my life where I was like, oh, that's a better example of what I want my marriage to look like. So I leaned into those things. And so I personally have never had like that, like I, I idealization, I guess, um, of a marriage in, in that light. I don't know about you, but I wonder, like, you know, mental health is, like, becoming a more, like, widely discussed topic. And so I wonder if in the past, like, parents would maybe, like, sweep under the rug, like, their arguments or maybe they wouldn't argue in front of their children. I know for me, my parents would always go off into another room and argue. um, And then kind of, like, the passive aggressiveness would spill out into, like, the room. And so um, I never Mm -hmm. saw what healthy arguing looked like growing up um and then I think there's also the other extreme where you don't you just don't see people argue and so you associate like no arguing with a good marriage if that makes sense yeah yeah completely and I mean I don't think there's any like perfect parent out there um my parents were great parents but they were definitely not perfect but I will say like as a kid I did like seeing the argument and seeing the resolution. And Mm. I think that did shape my view of a relationship and how sometimes it's hard. It's not always easy. And sometimes when you have those parents that kind of like go into the room and you don't see the resolution, you don't see, Mm. you're not supposed to really like even supposed to know that there's an argument. Yeah. 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 And when you're seeing that, like, of course, I'm my mom's listening right now. I'm just like, be careful, probably be careful what you say, Nina. <laughs> but um, I did see arguments from my parents, like all full transparency. Yeah. Like I saw yeah. that they weren't perfect every time. Not every time did I see resolution. But looking back, like I can see the importance of seeing the conflict and the resolution and saying, okay, just because you have a fight doesn't mean you don't love each other. And yeah. I think that's a common misconception that people think in relationships. Of course, yes, it can lead to toxic. There's right. harder topics when it comes to that. But a healthy confrontation is okay. And if it ends in a healthy resolution, that doesn't mean that that other person doesn't love you or that relationship can't last. And it's not always perfect. It's not going to be fantasy like what you see like in the movies um, mm. or what is perceived on reality TV show, like you said. Yeah. Can you dive more into like what you just said about how like you like seeing resolution like as a child or maybe like middle school, high school? Did you understand like my parents are arguing, um, you know, about whatever, like maybe something mundane, but still it's an argument. Um, did you recognize like that resolution taking place? Like, could you see that? Like, I never had that modeled, so I'm curious. Yeah, Um. I think what my parents did really well was. I saw the fight or at least like if it was a, if it was a subtle fight that I could see, mm-hmm. um, like a disagreement, then, like we're yeah, not like talking a, like, like yeah, a yeah, disagreement. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I was able to see the resolution in the fact that 
after like sometimes my parents would even share with me like hey this is what happened and this is normal and mm-hmm. this is just adult stuff and this is what we're dealing with but I still love your father I still love your mother and we're Aww. we're okay and because of, as a child like you do get concerned when your parents are fighting like yeah. oh my god are they gonna go through a divorce like you freak out yeah and so to have like my parents like tell me that and to say to also say it's not your fault like you didn't do anything mm-hmm. because I think as kids like we tend yeah. to blame ourselves. And for me, I can tend to do that where I think like, oh my gosh, I did, I caused this or I did something wrong when it had nothing to do with me. It was adult things that they were dealing with. So yeah, I saw, I saw an argument, but then I always remember like my parents would get in an argument, they'd have a resolution and I would see the next morning, my dad would kiss my mom goodbye to work Aww. before they went to work. So it was like still the love was still there and it's okay to have that disagreement and it's okay mm-hmm. to have resolution. And, you know, that next day they were okay. And so I loved seeing that. Of course, that didn't happen every single time. But right. those are certain instances I remember that my parents did really well was to show me what it looked like to have a really hard disagreement in marriage and figure out a way to have resolution. Yeah, I love how you said that they would approach you and say, like, you know, maybe not explain because I think that like, maybe in trying to um, be honest with your child because, you know, kids know that you're arguing. And so I think there's a balance between saying, hey, you know, there was a disagreement. This is adult stuff that like Mm -hmm. mom and dad are handling. We're okay. We love each other. Like I love that. I I think I'm going to like store that away in my brain for like (laughs) when I have a parent because it's so true. But then there's like that fine line between than disclosing too much like, oh, your dad said this and then blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that's just like not a conversation, I think, in my opinion, for a child to hear. And so mm-hmm, I, I love, I love, love, love that your parents did that. I'm definitely going to lean on them. Yeah. For and like, support. Like I said, like it wasn't always like that. No, I know. I time, know. But when it did happen, it did ease my soul a little bit to know, mm-hmm. okay, it's not about me. This is something I don't know about because I'm too little and it's okay. Like, I don't need to have to fix it. And I can just tend to be a fixer. Mm-hmm. And so to have to hear that from my parents really helped me understand conflict. So when I did go into relationships, I knew conflict was going to be present sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to have a resolution. I I don't think I have an avoidant personality. And mm-hmm. in that sense, like when there is a conflict, I'm not just going to run. Like I genuinely want to resolve it with you because I was displayed that growing up that you can have a conflict and have resolution and still love that person the next day. Yeah, totally. And it kind of almost even brings me to like the whole like love is a choice, like not an emotion. And that's also like another like buzzy word that like I hear people say like, oh, I'm ready to be in love or I'm ready to be in marriage. And I just, mm-hmm. I, I, it's like a destination where it's yeah. not, it's literally a choice day in and day out to like, for example, that what you're saying about your parents, like they may have disagreed, but in the morning they, they still love each other. Like you can not, you can agree to disagree, but that there shouldn't be like a buildup of resentment. And I think that's like the difference between like, like good fighting and bad fighting. And I think it's important to like, be able to do that in like a healthy marriage and and not just like say, Oh, you know, this is too hard. Like, let's take a break or like, to, like you're saying, like people being avoided in relationships, like, and not want to mm-hmm. stick around and do the hard work. Um, or like we fell out of love or, 
they don't get me, you know, like those common things, mm-hmm. like I'm not happy anymore, or we're just different people. Like, it's hard. It's hard work. It, it's not an emotion. It's not a, it's not like a state of being like, sure, you yeah. can be in love. And there are those moments where you're just like, Oh, my gosh, I love you so much. But at the end of the day, when life gets hard, it's it's a it's a verb. It's an action. Yeah, completely. That's something that um, to slightly go back to parents. I mean, that was something my mom always told me that it's a choice and not an emotion. And you're not always going to feel that every day. You're not always going to like feel the love and you have to choose that person every single day. And Mm -hmm. it's hard to do that because it's easy to go based on our emotion. Um, And I think this especially correlates to marriage because in marriage, you make a covenant to Mm -hmm. love that person on the good and bad, like for better, for worse. And when you are under that covenant, it is completely a choice because there's going to be times that you may be going through depression or someone's going to lose a job or, you know, have a loss in their family and it's going to be hard and Mm -hmm. you have to be willing to continue to choose that person even when maybe you don't feel it in your emotions because emotions I think are very fleeting and it's not always consistent. You're not always going to feel love 24 seven. It's not perfect. Yeah. And I, I think like for me being Christian, like I think that has been like one of the biggest game changers for me in my marriage. I think like before I like really dove into my relationship with God, I was a part of like that mentality where you want to be pursued. You want to be loved. You want all your meat, all your needs and expectations to be met. Like you just want, want, want. And of course you're going to, you know, do cute things for your significant other. But at the end of the day, you, you live in a very like self-centered, like kind of world. And I mean, there's, I think you kind of should grow out of that at some point, but you know, as you're young, it's easy to be in that self-centered circle. You have your parents who are constantly pouring into you, like you've constantly been poured into. And so then maybe when you transition into like a one-on-one relationship, you may still have that expectation. At, at least I did. And so, um, like by releasing those expectations that Michael was going to always be there for me, like always know what to say, how to say it, like when to say it, like I, when he, and then if he didn't, I would literally like be like, you don't love me. Like you're not being thoughtful. Like, how could you not like see it in my light? Like I'm going through so much and those things are true. Um, but I think once I realized that like he can't be my everything, it was so freeing for both of us because it took the pressure and expectation off of him and he could just be who he is in that moment, like in his brokenness. And then I could be myself in my brokenness and just like in everything that I am. And it's not his job to fulfill me. And I think that's a big misconception that like people have in marriage. It's like, oh, I'm going to be so fulfilled by this person. And Honestly, it's not their job. And it's likewise not my job to fulfill Michael. God does that for me. And so, like, I, I think I've told you this before. And of course, I never wish for this to happen. But should something happen, should my husband cheat on me or, or do whatever, absolutely, I will be devastated. But I know that, like, my relationship and, like, my foundation is so, like, deeply rooted in God that, like, my strength and, like, my my whole self is in God that, like, Anything Michael does, absolutely it'll hurt because I'm human and I have emotions, but he's not like my God. You know what I mean? And that has been 
like the most freeing thing I think in our, our marriage. It's just, we can be each other. We can communicate. If I'm going a little crazy, he's like, Hey, have you talked to God lately? And I'd be like, no, I haven't. So he's like, okay, go talk to the Lord girl. <laughs> go talk to God and then come back. <laughs> yeah. Come back when you're yeah. a little more, you know, calm down. And, and then I can go off on God and I, God can hold my big emotions. It's a yeah. lot to have your spouse hold them all the time. Not yeah. again, not to say that he doesn't hold those for me. He absolutely does, but it's exhausting. Like I feel a lot. I have a lot of expectations and it's unreasonable. I think to expect somebody to hold that for you 24 seven when they have their own crap going on. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And that's a lot of pressure to put on a spouse in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, to have that, give that responsibility to your spouse, they, they don't have the capacity to hold all of your emotions all the time. That's why it's good, of course, to have him hold certain things, but then also to go to God for it. And I like what you said too, about like love being a destination, because I mean, I immediately go to like the bachelorette and (laughs) bachelor in paradise and just like the recent bachelorette. I just feel like we've had these conversations off the podcast, but I feel like those two women just want love as a destination. They just want to be married. Mm. They just want to say, oh, I'm married and I have a husband. And I think that's a common misconception is feeling like, oh, yeah, like once I get married and once I have my, you know, significant other, then I will be fulfilled in life. Yeah. And like it will fall into place. Yeah. Everything will fall into place and my life will be be better. Mm -hmm. But in actuality, you're making that person your everything. You're Mm -hmm. putting them on a foundation to sustain you in every aspect of life. And they don't have the capacity to do that. They never were meant to do that. And so I think learning that ultimately, if you are a Christian and you walk in faith, knowing that God is ultimately going to be your only sustainer. And Mm -hmm. I love what you said too, about if something happened with Michael, you would be sad, but ultimately he's not the one that's going to sustain you in life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an often misconception in this dating world, in the way people look at marriages sometimes, especially, and I'm going to be controversial, especially in Christian marriages, Because I think a lot of Christians get married early on because they think that this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to get married Mm -hmm. young. You're supposed to find your spouse young. And then everything will fall into place. And that's the end all be all. But that's not true. And that's not reality. You're whole as a person on your own. You're you're whole individually. I mean, of Mm -hmm. course, yes, it's beautiful. God, God created marriage and he created a significant other to be there for you. But ultimately you are enough by yourself and God Mm -hmm. will elevate you, you know, in your singleness. And it shouldn't be a destination that you're continually trying to strive for because then you get into marriage for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. And that's not a good thing. Yeah. And then like your expectations are met and you're like, why aren't you like, this is hard. Like, why is there something wrong with our relationship? It's like, no, you're literally bringing together two worlds and in some way, shape or form, they have to, blend and I it's I kind of get like this image where it's like you have two holes and if you're bringing them together you almost have to smush them in order to fit in like that same area and as you smush them things break and things fall in order for you to come together and that's a whole process that I think makes the first year of marriage so hard I I didn't believe it I you know you're so in love and you're like yeah this is amazing but there's so many things that you don't talk about like um, family expectations, like whose house are you going to go to for, you know, the holidays? How much time are you going to spend with your significant other's family? Like it, you're literally 
crashing two worlds together. It's beautiful. Like, you know, God says leave and cleave, but it's not as simple as just leaving and cleaving. Like there's emotions tied to it. There's um, your whole life, like your whole foundation, your whole being. And I think there's this huge emphasis on when you get married, like it's going to be great. And it's so much work. There's, I think this is why therapy is like amazing because maybe like you're like, oh, my spouse is this or um, we haven't been able to overcome this or he's just so set on this. And it's like, okay, well, let's pause. Like this person has been this person for the past 20, 30 something years. They've been doing this day in and day out. It's not all about you. Maybe it's about them. Let's help them overcome that. And then together you can reach your desired goal. And I think that's literally what pisses me off so much about reality TV. It's like me, 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 they don't love me. And like, I'm so unlovable. And it's like, have you ever paused and thought about like what it must be like for the other person, what it's like, what traumas or life experiences that they may have under them? Like, it's not all about you. And I'm just going to end it there because I can go off on this huge tangent. Like, it's so frustrating, you know? Yeah, no, completely. Like, I agree. I think The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise, even though I still watch it because we watch it in anger. We watched it in anger. I mean, our long voice memos to each other every single Monday when it comes on. (laughs) But it is true because I think we have this expectation of love and of marriage. And then when we get into marriage and it doesn't meet up to our expectations, then we turn it on the person like, well, you should have been this way and you're not this way. I thought it was going to be this way. And then you say, oh, it's just too hard. I can't do this. And Mm -hmm. you're obviously not making the choice. Like that is when there's times that you don't feel the love because you have that expectation and you just want to quit. So I think it's it's a common misconception in this world is thinking that that is going to fulfill you and ultimately sustain you in life. Yes, it is beautiful and it is wonderful, Mm -hmm. but it's not the end all be all. And I think what's amazing too is God can glorify you even when you aren't with that significant other yet or with your spouse yet and not making that the final destination because it just corrupts so many different things and it'll just spew out in your marriage. Yeah, absolutely. I think I I love how you said like even earlier, like your whole, like you are enough Mm -hmm. without having to have that other person again I'm for marriage. I love my husband. Like, I love, love, love. We're not bashing marriage. Yes, I was like, wait, I feel like it sounds like we're bashing marriage. No, we love, I love it so much. Um, And I know you're excited, Nina, too. Um, But I don't know. I don't, I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I hope our perspective is literally just based off reality TV. And I hope nobody else feels this way and nobody else thinks this way. But I have a feeling that a lot of people do. And maybe that's why dating is so hard because people are so quick to like, you know, pick up and then ghost. And it's like, oh, nope, I'm not vibing with you. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. And instead of asking the hard questions or, oh, we didn't, we just didn't get along. They have a different perspective. I'm out. It's like, you literally can't just drop everything because people don't agree with you. And if you're going to be like that now, then good luck in marriage. (laughs) Because if you're going to ghost and be avoidant now, that's going to be an issue once you enter a covenant. Um, And I think a perspective of mine was back in when I was 20, 21, being in a Christian college, that was everything. They had ring before spring. 
you better really? have a ring before spring because if you don't, I think yeah. wrong with you. Yeah, I've heard that at like other colleges. It's yeah. like you're not booed up. It's a real thing. Yeah. Like it's crazy. You feel the pressure and you're like, okay, I'm dating someone. Like I better be engaged before graduation. And mm. that was a thing. And I thought, I thought, okay, marriage is everything. Once I get married, then I'm complete in life. And this is why I have such like a strong opinion about this because I was once there of thinking, Marriage is the only thing that's going to fulfill me. And I'm not complete yet until I find my my other half. And then I'm good. But ultimately, like I said, like God completes you mm-hmm. and he sustains you. And I love like going back to even what you said, like he's not the one that's going to sustain you. Ultimately, God is. And I think it is such a skewed view. And I think it needs to be more talked about, especially mm-hmm. in the Christian world, too, that just because you have a ring doesn't mean that mm. you're worth more. Um, you're yeah. worth more even without a ring because God can ultimately elevate you um, on your own. And yeah, like you came before the marriage, like and you, yeah, like you came into this world alone. You will exit this world alone. Literally. God will, God will ask you about your decisions, not mm-hmm. or like actions, not about what you did together as like a joint unit with your spouse. Like you are mm-hmm. your own person. Like God made you, not yeah. you and X person. Otherwise, you would have been born married. Yeah, yeah. completely sorry that was harsh (laughs) no but it's true like what was the i may be totally off on this but the tiktok where it's like you were born alone and you die alone (laughs) yeah for all going in one Um, way coming out the other exactly (laughs) yeah so i mean i guess we're like digging into marriage more so but i think this correlates (laughs) to the dating scene too and i've realized that if someone doesn't see my value and see my Mm. worth then they're not the person for me and that's okay. And I don't need to beg someone to be in my life to feel complete. And ultimately, if that is the fact that God wants me single for the rest of my life or he is someone special for me, that's okay. I'm good either Mm -hmm. way because I don't need that extra person to make me whole. And Mm -hmm. when I do find that person, I'm going to have such a different outlook on it because it's. I think this is just such an important topic to just talk about. I like that you said identity because that was something I was going to talk about too is identity because I think when you place that person on a pedestal, Mm. they become your identity, which also correlate to not, not of course, yes, marriage, but not only marriage, but relationships too. Mm -hmm. I think in the dating scene, when you're on these dating apps and you're going out with people, you're, you're feeding your ego and Mm. wanting them to replace something in you because you're not strong in who you are in Christ and in your true identity. Mm-hmm. And so that's why what happens so many times is like, oh, yeah, well, they're not like exactly perfect or they have some issues or I'm just not interested in them anymore. I'm just going to ghost them yeah. and just be avoidant or just like sporadically text them and make them them confused because you strive off of knowing that someone's interested in you because you're not strong in your your own identity. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So it's. The toxicness of the dating world is yeah. because a lot of the times, and I and I this is from experience, is I I know I wasn't strong in my identity a couple years ago. And so mm-hmm. when I had someone that was interested in me, but it was so back and forth, it was like, okay, well, I mean, they do somewhat like me. And like, I mean, their opinion matters the most. 
and I was making it an idol more than God. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's so important that before you go into marriage and before you start dating, you're really firm on who you believe who you are and your mm -hmm. values and who's God created you to be. Because if you're not firm in that, it's going to end in disaster. And I've mm. been there and it's exhausting. And yeah. you don't want that. Yeah, no, that's, that's so good. I think identity is the perfect word like to compare like an idol, like I, it, it's a absolutely like important thing to have set before or try to have that set before you go into dating, especially just marriage. Um, yeah. I know there's so much, this could be a whole podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, ultimately like we're just trying to start a conversation around this topic. If you guys watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette, please mm -hmm. let us know. I don't know why we're watching. Clearly, we, we're so angry. Yeah, especially the recent one. I just I just feel like they didn't know their identity. They were basing off of, okay, if they accepted me, then I'm whole and I am I feel good about myself. But yeah. it's really like, like their opinion doesn't matter. If they don't like you, that's okay. It's not a determination of who you are as a person. Right. And... I think like the the idol of marriage in that mm. in, in the bachelor and bachelorette in general. I mean, it's an idol yeah. of marriage. Let's be real. Yeah, <laughs> like we're it's a whole show dedicated to let's just get you married as fast as possible. Yeah, and you don't even know the person. And so when I think when one of the guys this past season was like, "Well, I just want to get to know you because we don't really know each other," and she's like, "But what do you mean? Don't you want to marry me?" Yeah, and he's like, "But I don't know you." <laughs> Yeah, like I've known you for like. She's years. like, I just want. I already down. have my dress. I I know you have the ring. Just give it to me. <laughs> she was like, ready. Yeah, like not realistic because ultimately you need to know the person. You really need to mm -hmm. know the person. And I, I was just listening to something the other day where it was saying like you should go through all four seasons with someone <laughs> to really get to know who spring, they winter, are. yeah, fall, like summer. Get to know them when they're angry, when they're sad, mm -hmm. like get to know them in the work workplace, you know, mm. whatever, what is their highs and their lows? Like really get yes. to know them first before you put a freaking ring on it and yeah. then you get married and you're like, oh shoot, I didn't know that you were like this because you didn't date them and truly get to know them first. So that yeah. is my issue with The Bachelor and I will continue <laughs> to watch it because it's nice to just turn my brain off. But yeah, I, I have an issue with it because it's, it's completely idols. Yeah, I mean, it's like who really fights on vacation? And I mean, I fought on vacation before, but like the likeliness of that yeah, happening I have is too, but... low compared to like, mm -hmm. you know, you being at Costco and then them disappearing and you being like, where did you go? And yeah, you know, it's not like, real life. It, yeah, it's not real life. Like, so I definitely encourage you guys, like, if you're dating, um, to put yourself in stressful situations, go to Costco or Trader Joe's on the busiest day of the yeah. week and then see how they handle it. <laughs> My husband hates Trader Joe's on a very busy day. He gets so overwhelmed. And then oh, I'm the like, way. and I'm like so spastic. I'm like, oh, look, there's pumpkins. And I'll like run to the other side of the store. And he's like, oh my gosh, where did you go? Can you go in single file mm -hmm. up and down one aisle at a time? And I'm like, no, but I must explore. And <laughs> I literally circled the store like five times. And he's like, I can't, this is so overwhelming. So, but you would never know that by just being on the bachelor or bachelorette mm -hmm. and going to Paris. Like, okay, that's not realistic at all. But yeah, we know like, most of you guys don't live that life anyways. Yeah. I mean, I think in dating in general is just testing the person, getting to know them. It's almost like an interview, ask mm. them really hard questions and ask them quick because if you're yeah. lagging on these questions, you're just lagging on the time of it. And you're, and I don't want to say wasting your time because I don't believe you're wasting your time. I think 
you're just prolonging it. And mm-hmm. if it's a question that's very important to you, ask it right up front so that there's not any misconceptions that's going on. Yeah. And you're ultimately getting to know that person. And then, you know, you're walking into, say, if it gets serious, a potential marriage with a healthy line of communication and mm-hmm. you're understanding those person's values, you're, you know who they are because you ask those hard questions early on. So you mm-hmm. never want to get into like a year relationship and then find crap mm-hmm. out that you're like, oh, shoot, I didn't ask that question before in month one. And yeah, now it's like, I like, oh, you're really, a vegetarian. I really don't like this about that. I don't want to say hate, but I really don't like this <laughs> about this person. And then, mm-hmm. you know, then you're like, well, damn, I just spent a year with them. <laughs> and I didn't ask this question. It's a deal breaker for me. Yeah, no, that's and it's scary because you don't want to be rejected. You're like, oh, I, I don't want to ask maybe because. I don't want to know, Just you know, under the rug and hope for the best. Yeah. But no, you need to ask the questions. Um, and who knows the person might surprise you or not. Like e- either way, like what we're trying to say is know your identity, like be confident mm-hmm. in who you are. Don't try to shape yourself into whatever expectation, you know, the dating scene, um, or what you think marriage is supposed to be like, be you, um, Lean on good people who who model what you want marriage to look like. Everybody does marriage differently. Take note, like mental note of, hey, this person argues good. I like what they do. Hey, these people like have great date night ideas. I love that. I'm going to take that from them. Hey, these people, you know, take those mental notes, take that all in and kind of live in the reality. Like a, a, it's almost like... I think we're also focused on like the wedding, like it's going to be amazing. The ring, what kind of ring did you get? And those are all fun, beautiful, memorable things that are super exciting, of course. But a great wedding doesn't make a great marriage. And, you know, marriage is is more than just you and your needs. And like you need to take the time to be good with you so you can enter into a covenant with another person because – what is it? Two two halves don't make a whole. You need to have two whole people come together. Otherwise, it's going to be a disaster. And not to say it's not, you know, reconcilable and, you know, you're screwed, but it, it definitely makes it a lot easier or, you know, a lot more doable. Yeah, so, completely. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to do the hard work before marriage as well. Not only, you know, in that relationship, but personally do that hard work really take time to reflect and think of maybe some of the misconceptions that you have gathered based on your own life experience and life and the way that you've looked at love can correlate to how you look at relationships and marriage. And so really digging into that before you enter into a serious relationship or marriage is really important. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that would be just my biggest advice is to really dig into the self help and the way that you view love and the way you view marriage and walking into it in a healthy way, because you want to be a healthy person. You can't Mm -hmm. walk into a relationship being unhealthy because you're ultimately going to put that person on a pedestal. And it's, I feel like personally, it's going to end up in failure because you're not that healthy individual. You're not confident in yourself. You don't know your identity. Mm -hmm. And so it's just going to cause way too much chaos. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so good. Um, so I guess we'll just end on a quote both Nina and I read today and we were like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, that's so good. We have to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. So Lisa Bevere posted this um, 
quote that says, your marriage is bigger than you. It's about every life you and your spouse will touch and the generations to come. It's about legacy. Mm. And like that was just so powerful because kind of to like the theme that we've been talking about, like marriage isn't about you. It's about everything that's going to come after you, your your children and your children's children. It's kind of like that Carrie Job song, mm-hmm. like the, the, blessing. the blessing. Yeah, that's so – it. like I love that song. Like brings me to tears every time. And so I think we're going to leave you guys with that quote. I I personally found it like to be amazing. Um, marriage is beautiful, um, but I've kind of learned the hard way that it's not about you. Um, mm-hmm. It's about God and the legacy that you're going to bring to bring glory and honor to his kingdom. You're just a vessel and you're two people who have come together to to spread God's word. And your marriage should be a reflection of God not a reflection of, you know, fill in the blank with whatever trendy, worldly, worldly, um, you know, fill in that you can think of. So, mm-hmm. so good. So good. Yeah. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> I'm out. Peace out. <laughs> um, but thank you guys for listening. We hope you guys, again, enjoyed this. If you did it, you can also let us know. <laughs> but thank you for listening and spilling the champagne with us. Please don't forget to hit that subscri- subscribe button and follow us on Instagram. We're always, you know, eager to hear you guys' thoughts. Um, and please let us know what you should think about next. Please rate our podcast. That's how we will, you know, make ourselves more known and available to you guys. Shout out to our three listeners. No, I'm just kidding. Shout out to <laughs> you more than three listeners. <laughs> I love everybody who listens. It, it, this is so fun for Nina and I. Um, yeah, it really it's is. It's such a fun hobby. So we just appreciate everybody who's listening. Um it's it's so so fun so thank you for being here and we will talk to you guys next week bye guys bye